If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome, everybody, to your Circle of Influence podcast. I am your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando with Amy Walker. We are so delighted that you are here today. We are talking about managing all the hats. Everybody has 327 hats that they're wearing as business owners and entrepreneurs. And I love talking about this because Amy knows how to manage all the hats. Amy, what do you have to say about this? I have so many things to say about it. I think the first thing that we have to realize is that we got to say goodbye to some of these hats. Mm -hmm. And I know it's tough because you're like, but I like all the hats and the hats look good on me. And I wear the hats. Well, I wear the hats better than anybody else wears the hats. And if I don't wear these hats, who will wear these hats? And so one of my things that I did in a, just a like stroke of genius, not genius. It was more like stroke of inspiration where God was like, Amy, we got to get this under control. Mm -hmm. So one day I was having a come apart. Um, I was pregnant with my third. I was sick. Um, my husband was having health problems and wasn't able to work at that time. So I was running two businesses. Um, my kids were like four and two and I had another one on the way and I was just, ugh. So I had to come apart one day in my office, a big tantrum where I was crying and like angry and, you know, praying, but not the nice kind, more the like, why are you doing this to me kind? Mm -hmm. And I got this inspiration that came to write down everything that I do. I was like, fine, you want to know everything I do? I'll give you everything I do. And I wrote down pages and pages and pages of all the responsibilities that I have. And I like slammed them on the table. I was like, see, this is too much. Mm -hmm. And the thought came into my mind, you don't have to do any of that. And I was like, what do you mean I don't have to do any of that? If I don't do this, then this won't happen. If I don't do this, then this won't happen. And it came again a second time, but it was like a spiritual spanking. Like you don't have to do any of that. Hmm. And I pictured myself getting in my car, driving away and leaving everything behind. And it was such a wake up call to me to realize that I was bringing so much misery on myself. Mm-hmm. because of the way I was running my life that literally I was like, it was like this wake up call that if you continue on this path, here's where it ends. It ends with you checking out of all of it. So you can be intentional about what you're going to let go of, or you can just keep running yourself into the grave. And it was, I mean, it really was a wake up call for me. So what I did differently It was one of those defining moments where like you live your life differently afterwards. And what I did is I created job descriptions and I said, okay, what are my jobs? And I decided that my jobs were going to be daughter of God, wife, mother, my business, and um, taking care of me. 
And like, like those were going to be my jobs. And I wasn't going to have dishes be my job anymore. I wasn't going to have laundry be my job anymore. Those mm -hmm. were my jobs. And then what I did is I went through and I said, okay, so, you know, I wrote them out. I actually have them written like job descriptions. So like I write out what's the department that I'm a part of. Um, what are my roles and responsibilities? Um, what are my qualifications? Because sometimes we live our lives feeling unqualified to live our own life. And I was like, I'm not going to write a job description for myself that I fail at. So I wrote a job description that I can actually win at. Um, and then I wrote in their duration of employment as well. And I have written job descriptions for each of these areas of my life. And what it has allowed me to do is be so much more at peace with all of the things that I don't do. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, household manager it's not my job. It's a shared role for the family. Like I am not the one response. If the house is messy, it's not my fault that it's messy. There are seven people who live in the house. And so it's split, you know, like all seven of us are responsible for getting it back on track. Um, and it just, it's really helped me a ton because I think a lot of women struggle with this where they're like, feeling like they put them all together. So keeping the house clean is connected to being a good wife, which is connected to being a good mother. And so mm -hmm. then they pour all their time into being a good mother, but they can't understand why their marriage doesn't feel fulfilling, or they are amazing at keeping a, a really great house, but they can't understand why they feel disconnected from their kids. So as you separate out these job descriptions, it really helps you to get clear on like, what are your roles? What brings you joy? What matters? And even in my role as mother, you know, my, my job, my, uh, Respons roles and responsibilities are things like teach my children to identify their greatness and step into it. Um, mm. Teach my children values and kindness. Um, teach my children to think outside the box and see opportunities in the world. Um, teach them faith and values and integrity. Um, play with them and have fun with them. Enjoy, discover who they are and really revel and enjoy it. And so those are my job descriptions as a mom. So when I have those moments where I'm like, gosh, I'm working a lot right now, I can, instead of going, I'm a bad mom, I can look at that and I can say, am I doing those things? Because mm -hmm. if not, I need to improve. Mm -hmm. But if I'm doing those things and I'm just having a busy week, that does not make me a bad mom. Amen. You have said a mouthful. And I love that the first step in that is to actually document it because can I just tell you that that's exactly how I transitioned from my last employer to my first client. The, I was, you know, in corporate America and most people know the origin story of Dr. Monica. I was working as a financial planner and, you know, markets dip. And just because the market dip doesn't mean that your sales quota does, you still have to produce at a certain level. And so I had to document like, what, what am I doing that's working and what am I doing that's not working? So I have to stop that. So I have to identify it. So I took to documenting a lot of what I was doing that was working and then systemizing that allowed me to then say, okay, here's how you do this thing that produces these results. And then once I documented it, I can teach it to somebody else and I can delegate it because a lot mm -hmm. of times what happens is um, just because you're good at something to your point, you said this earlier, just because you're good at something doesn't mean that it belongs on your plate. It right. Needs to be some, some, you know, you, you as a CEO need to be moving the vision of the company and the revenue of the company. And if you're not doing that, then, then you, some retooling needs to take place. Yeah. And it's so interesting too, how oftentimes we, we get resentful about our plates being so full, but 
I mean, who put those things on that plate? Mm -hmm. You did. You allowed them to be put on your plate. And because we are so capable and women, you know, men have a very, and I live with a lot of them, so I can attest to this. They have a very linear thinking of I'm doing this one thing. Like, you know, if I try to distract them when they're doing this one thing, it's like, but I'm doing this thing, you know, like, let me do my thing. Whereas we can think of and hold more things in our head at the same time. And so we have this tendency to like, be okay with doing all of this stuff. And then we do it better than somebody else does it because naturally we, we think that way and we can manage multiple things at a time. Mm -hmm. And because we do it better, we don't want to let go of it, but then our plate just becomes unmanageable. And that's not a joyful way to live your life. My friends. That's exactly right. Yes. And we do that sometimes in non-business areas. Like I'm going to be this, this person's caretaker and this person's shoulder to lean on and this other person's, you know, shopping buddy. And it's like, wait a minute, when am I going to have time to sleep? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So that leads me into my next tip actually, Uh which is you've got to learn to say no. Um, everything that I, this is, I I don't say yes in the moment. So when somebody brings something to me, here's what I say. I say, thank you so much for thinking of me. Let me take a look at this and see how it fits into everything we have going on. And I'll have an answer to you by, and then I give them a date. And then I sit down and I think about it and I say, okay, if I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? Because there is a no behind every yes. And there's a yes behind every no. So if I say, you know, you reach out and you say, Hey, Amy, you want to be in my telesummit? And I say, yes, that hour of my life is an hour that I'm not writing my book, that I'm not working with my clients, that I'm not blah, blah, blah. You know, and maybe it's the right one. And I look at it and go, yeah, absolutely. I want to be on your telesummit. Great. But I thought it through. Um, I think the problem comes when people say things, you know, they invite us for opportunities and we just say yes because we feel bad, because we like to make other people happy, because mm-hmm. it sounds like fun, because you know it looks like a great opportunity. And so we end up really overcommitted and um, not hitting, not spending time on the things that are most important to us. Yes, I totally agree with that. I have been guilty of the same thing and I have repented. Nice, I love <laughs> that you've repented. <laughs> I think we all got to do that at some point. Um, Okay. I have two more tips and then we can wrap up. So tip number three is do more of less. Uh, We really, we need to be instead of a mile wide and an inch deep, we are most effective when we are an inch wide and a mile deep. And I think that's really important for us to recognize that even within my day, I try to wear less hats within a day. So like Monica, you and I batch all of our content on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. So I put on my podcast hat on Thursday and I don't have to switch on and off other hats. Mm -hmm. Um, I do a lot of that in one day and Mm -hmm. then we don't have to do it again for a couple weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If I'm creating batching YouTube content, same thing. If I'm doing sales calls, same thing. Like let me do a lot of one thing in one chunk of time. So I'm not having to switch back and forth between all of the different people and roles and responsibilities that I have, it allows me to focus. Yes. I can't tell you how life-changing that particular tip is because when I have themed days, then Mm -hmm. it makes it easy for me to manage. Sometimes what happens is that you do a brain dump and that brain dump becomes your to-do list. And before you know it, you have 327 things on it and you think you have to do them all in the next 24 hours. And for me, it's like, nope, we're going to color code this. Mondays are, you know, blue and (laughs) Tuesdays are red. And so then it's like, oh, okay, I can rest easy because I know that this is going to get handled when the time comes for it. 
Yeah. My favorite schedule of all time was this. Mondays were my CEO day where I worked on my company. Tuesday, and I held on my meetings. Tuesdays were my marketing day. Wednesdays was my sales day. Thursday was my fulfillment day. Friday was my creative day. That was like, I loved that schedule and it was so productive for me. And it, it's changed now because, you know, now I have more people on my team and more help and support. But I just, I love that feeling of having a theme and allowing your brain to actually have space to go in and be great in one area instead of being like, do this, now do this, now do this, now do that. And your brain's like, but I have so much more to give. Give me some space, you know, like let me create. Um, which leads me into my fourth tip, which is make sure that you have enough help. Um, the undersupported entrepreneur, I, I really believe that being a solopreneur is the worst, is the worst. You need a couple people on your team. It doesn't have to be a huge team, but just even yesterday, um, or was the day before, I was trying to figure out, I was having problems editing our podcast episodes. And I'm like, okay, I've got to go to the library and use their faster internet and I've got to do X, Y, Z thing. And then I was like, what are you talking about, Amy Walker? You have a fantastic VA that if you reach out to right now and say, hey, will you get these episodes edited for me? He'll be like, yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. And I'll have them tomorrow. So I did that. You know, like it just, I don't know why we go into, I have to be the one to do it. Mm -hmm. When in reality, that is not the highest, best use of my time, right? Like Monica, do you really want me sitting there editing our podcast episodes when I could be like getting us on another podcast exactly or having a sales conversation? Like, no, that's not where we want me to spend my time. It's crazy. It's crazy making. Yes, I agree with that. And again, some, okay, so here's, can I give you a confession? Sometimes yes. what happens is, and I, I need you to whip me into shape on this. Sometimes what happens is I'll have an idea in the, in the middle of the day, but my VA in the Philippines, for example, is 12 hours away. She's sleeping. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, forget it. I'll just do it right now. I'll just do it myself. And it's like, no, you have a process. You have a system. There are people who are better suited for this. It will take me three hours what she can do in 15 minutes because that's just oh, not yeah. a genius. So I just have, I have to confess that because I'm still guilty of doing that sometimes. Well, and I think we all have those little things that we enjoy too, right? Like I like getting in Canva and playing around with graphics, but are they great? No, <laughs> you know, they're not. Let's be honest. Um, and, and so one of the best feelings though, and this is how I combat that. One of the best feelings is checking something off your list. Like it feels mm -hmm. so good to be like mischief managed that is done. And so if you can just send the email, giving the assignment, then in your mind, that task is done and your brain power no longer has to focus on that thing. It can move on to whatever comes next. So mm -hmm. having the right support, is critical. And mm -hmm. I know we're making an episode coming up quickly about how to hire your team. So if anyone in here is still like that six figure, your solopreneur, first of all, I want to say, I'm sorry. And it gets better. <laughs> we're going to, well, stay tuned for a future episode because we're talking teams because, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, you just, it's, it's not the highest, greatest use of your purpose for you to be the maxed out entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. You need help. This is true. I agree. I'm just your amen corner today. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's a wrap. Anything else, like any other words of wisdom you want to add, Monica? I just think, you know, where to get started when somebody feels overwhelmed and they're like, okay, this all sounds great, but where do I begin with this? I would say time log yourself, let's say for like a week 
that, that could be the listener challenge right there, Amy Walker. Time log yourself for a week. How you spend your time? What do you spend your time doing? How long does it take? Because sometimes we have to track that also, including the disruptions and interruptions and the dog barking and the doorbell ringing and the children tri tripping, etc. And then write down what it takes to actually complete that process so that you can begin getting it off of your plate. And you yourself will discover some things. Gloria Steinem was quoted as saying, the truth might set you free, but it might piss you off first. So when you do the time <laughs> log, you might be like, oh my God, now I know why I feel like I haven't gotten anything done. It's important to know. Yes. Yes. I love it. All right. I think that is a great listener challenge. And um, as always, leave us some comments. Let us know what you're digging here. Connect with us on social media. Share this with other entrepreneurs in your tribe. And we look forward to hearing from you again and connecting with you very soon. Thanks everyone for joining. Thanks everybody. 